In today's show, we're looking at players who might be buy low or sell high options. Michael Bolton, maybe he's both. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to do buy lows and sell highs. Should I do the usual disclaimer? Yeah, let's do it. A buy low does not mean go and acquire this player at any cost. It means you look to see if the person that has this player is pissed off. I use the, uh, what I do is I use rankings from the last two weeks. I use sentiment that I get from forums on Basketball Monster, on Twitter, on Instagram, and YouTube comments to see how people are valuing these players, to see where there is an ability to snatch them at a cheaper price. And then when you sell highs, it's trying to capitalize on a hot streak. If you can't capitalize on it, you just write it out. You enjoy the value that that player is giving you. You hope that it continues. And when it cools off, which it inevitably will, inevitably will you just enjoy that. So that's what we're doing here. It's not, if you have a sell high player, you must get rid of them. If you have a buy low guy, if there's a buy low guy, you must acquire them. That's not how it works. And if you have a buy low player, you hold on to them. That doesn't mean you sell them if you if you own a buy low player. hope that's all, all pretty self-explanatory. Not even self-explanatory because I just explained it, but I hope it's all understood. Clear as mud? Good. Let's talk about some sell high players and let's start with Golden State and let's go to Draymond Green who, let's be honest, last year started off poorly. This year started off poorly, but he's rolling. And over the last, I think, three months of last season, he actually was like a top 20 player. And over the last two weeks here, he's the 21st ranked player. He's 35th in points leagues over the last two weeks as well. And that's not something we normally say at all for Draymond Green. And the amazing thing is how good this bloke is. He's averaging nine points per game. So how is he able to get up this high? The eight rebounds and eight assists, I think there's something a little bit high there. And remember, once you head outside of the top 20 or 30, like small changes in in projections or production can lead to wild swings in rankings. I think Draymond, who is the 49th ranked player this year, that's probably about the right spot for him. But he's giving you over eight assists per game. He's also giving you two steals per game, which is well up on what he's doing for the season. He's at 1.4 this year. He's only He did average two steals per game in 16-17, but otherwise he's never been um, above 1.7. So there is going to be some cool off there. But the one thing I am going to really focus on here is 56% shooting. Now, he is at that number all season. I don't know that that's good. Look, last year, 45. The year before, 39. Then 45, 45, 42. Like, he's never been at 50, let alone 56, and actually 57 over the last three games. He's hitting 61% of his twos and 32% from three. So basically, he's just finishing at an extraordinarily high level. I reckon that's going to fall. And that goes down from 56 to a very good, for his standard, 52, 
or 53, and then you do perhaps drop yourself out of the top 50 and out of the top 60. The two steals is high, but that 56, even though it has persisted so far for 20 games, I think there is going to be a level of drop-off there for Draymond Green. John Collins, the Baptist. He's the 14th ranked player over the last two weeks. Now, he has had a run, a whole season run, of being like a top 15 player two years ago before the Hawks acquired a bunch of guys. Before they got Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari, before they yeah, put Hunter into a larger role, before they became good. At the moment, he's putting up some really, really big numbers. 17-7 and seven doesn't look particularly crazy. That's what he's doing over the last seven games. He's actually 41st in points leagues. So the, when there's such a big discrepancy also between points and category leagues, you know there's something a little bit weird going on. And I think the thing we've got to look at here is the 2.1 blocks. Now, he is playing a lot of center, a lot more center at the moment. Gorgie Jeng's basically out of the rotation. But 2.1's big. Man, that's a 50% increase on his total season number of 1.4 blocks. He has blocked over the last two weeks 15 shots. He's only blocked 33 for the season. It's a big, big leap, and it has taken him this far. Now, he's 33rd from the, on the, over the course of the season. He's shooting his free throws extraordinarily well, 85% there as well, when he's only 78 for the year. And you yeah, tie that in with the big free throw increase, 7 percentage points higher, the 50% increase in blocks, and you're hitting 48% of your threes. Yeah, those numbers are set to drop. And 48 might go to 41. 2.1 blocks might go to 1.6. 85 might go to 82. Combine all those three drops, which seem small in isolation, combine them together, it's a 25 to 30 spot drop in fantasy ranks. He was traded in a league straight up for Darius Garland. I take Garland, you know, it does, does differ a little bit because obviously they're very different players and that's how you've got to be viewing trades. But in terms of you want to look rank value, I think Garland's going to have that overall value. But for your team, Collins might make more sense. But there is an ability to trade Johnny Collins at a, uh, at a high point at the moment, which is exactly what I think, if you have him, what I think that you should be doing. What else should you be doing? Well, you should be not paying money for free trials because let's be honest, these things are designed to get that money out of you. you know, managing money can be hard and juggling subscriptions, that's even harder. Don't go it alone, get Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year using Truebill. And because those companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill is here just sidling up to you go, mate, we're going to make it incredibly easy. And you go, thanks, Truebill. That's amazing. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Don't let the stress of daily life, maybe that stress is cancelling subscriptions. Don't let that weigh you down. Your body might be just feeling sore, whether it's from exercise, sitting in a desk chair, whatever it is. I, I couldn't even turn my head to the left the other day. My neck was just done, like it was it was finished. So what did I do? I got out my Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that 
releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Wow. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. Jeremy Grant, 28th ranked player over the last two weeks. 40th in points leagues. I'm going to tell you, I almost fell off my chair when I saw that he was ranked that high. He's one of my most hated players in terms of watching him. I like Jeremy Grant. Let, let's let's rephrase it. I really like Jeremy Grant. I think he's a fantastic third or fourth option, an elite defensive player, the sort of player that teams should be clamoring for. As a number one player, there is, there is a reason why the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. Maybe the worst team. Like, there's a reason. It's because he is not a number one player. And he's contested, fadeaway, turnaround, Long twos, that shit needs to go. But over the last two weeks, Jezza is averaging 22 points. That's great. Look, that is really good. He's doing it on usage, which is far too high, 28.4%. And this is part, that's one of the reasons why I think he's a sell high is because at some point, surely, Cade Cunningham is going to step up and the coaching staff, eh, maybe not, the coaching staff is going to step up and go, Jeremy, Pull your head in and let's have Cade take some of these shots because you are not good at them. Jeremy Grant is shooting only 41%. So I guess that's maybe even a sign that you go, well, maybe this can sustain because he's shooting terribly. 41% shit house. He's at 32% from three and 45% from two. But it's also an indication to me that kids cover is He should stop fucking taking these shots because they're not going in. And at some point, somebody has to be the bigger person, whether it's him or Dwayne Casey, and say, this is not good. This is not ideal. This is not how a team runs. And maybe I'm placing too much faith in common sense, but I want to look at these things and go, dude, look, there's another bloke out there who can take these shots. Maybe let him have a crack at it. Everything else, like six boards, like he's only averaging under five, actually, so he's a little bit up there with his rebounds. But the other thing that stands out to me is he's seeing 92% from his, of his free throws. He used to be a really poor free throw shooter. And credit to him, he's, in, he's improved that. 92 is a lot, and I don't expect that to continue. And the other thing to look at, almost eight attempts per game. That is a gigantic number. Jeremy Grant, say, last season averaged just 6.4 attempts per game. The previous year, 2.8. His free throw attempts are through the roof. His free throw percentage is through the roof. Now, he's an 84% free throw guy this year. But 84 versus 92 is massive. It, it's probably accounting for 30 to 35 fantasy ranking spots. Because it, it, obviously, percentages, they carry a double impact, especially free throws. Points and free throw percentage are impacting two categories. So you drop that from, instead of him making 7.2 per game down to 5.2, there's two points. Right, that, that, that's the difference here, is that comes back, and then you're at the 60th, maybe 70th best player, and then you lose usage on top of that, then you're the 80th best player. He was traded straight up for Jarrett Allen, which is an insane trade to me. I would much rather have... Jarrett Allen's crushing, even better than Grant at the moment, and I think he's got more of a chance of being able to sustain that. 
Let's go to Desmond Bain in Memphis, who is the 32nd ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 73rd in points leagues. Baino is in the last seven games averaging just 29 minutes a game, but 18.4 points. He's hitting 3.13s and he's shooting at an astonishing 52% from deep. Now there's your number one thing like that. He's a great shooter. He's not that good. Nobody's that good. It's just not going to continue. He's also doing this on 24% usage. No Jar Morant. Now we have no idea when Jar Morant's coming back. It doesn't look like it's going to be February. Maybe it is before Christmas. We don't know because literally nobody will tell us what the injury actually is. So we can't even make an educated guess on when he's returning. But this usage will not stick. Combine a usage drop with a three-point percentage drop, which are two things that are definitely going to happen. And you're going to see him drop from the 32nd best player, maybe down to the 100th, maybe the 140th. Remember, before Jar went out, he was like 120th or 130th. Like he's 107th, for the, uh, sorry, 83rd for the year. With this little hot streak baked in, it's going to drop off. So see what you can do with him. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He was the fantasy player of the week. Had two really big games. But it goes to show how not bad the other games were. If he was over the last week, literally the number two player in fantasy, but over the last two weeks, he's 45th. It shows you that that was a real outlier. But still, 54% from the field. He's the 45th ranked player. 54% from the field, 93% from the line, and 4.9 assists. Now, you might say, yeah, he's a really good facilitator. And he is. He's averaging under three assists per year, though, uh, per game. This has been timed with the absence of Jalen Green and the absence of Kevin Porter. He is doing a lot more ball handling and a lot more creation. And you could say it's working for the Rockets. They've won six straight. But it's also just, they're not going to say, well, guys, we found the formula. It's invest everything into Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter, and Jalen Green. Take a seat. Like That's not going to happen. So paired up with a drop in usage, a drop in ball handling, a drop in free throw shooting, and a drop in field goal percentage. I think all of those things are going to drop here for Tatey. And he's going to fall back from 45th. Like he is, what, the 92nd ranked player for the year because it's been fueled by a little run here. He's maybe going to be 90th to 110th. Like you should be looking to trade him for anything in the top 70, I think would be a pretty good win on this, you know, f- fueling the back of him being literally the number two player over the last week, which has obviously um, improved his overall fantasy value. Guys, you listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so that you can listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Fantasy Basketball and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all of those insights and your mates as well. Get, get them involved. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? That's ominous. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right. Let's look at some other... Some, well, actually, let's switch it over to the uh, to the buy lows. Um, I think I am a TH. 
T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Yep, TH for life indeed. The thick hogsman himself, Tobias Harris. Um, bit of a rough patch here for Toby. He's the 54th ranked player this year, but 159th over the last two weeks. Why? He's just shooting terribly. He's only played three games. Minutes are fine. 37, but 14 points. Holy shit, that's terrible. 38 from the field, 71 from the line, and an absolutely robust 8% from three. Eight. Eight percent. He doesn't even have to become a good shooter. He can become a Kevin Porter level of shooter and still improve 70 spots. Eight percent. What's he hit like one three? Yeah, one three in his last three games. I'm t- there, this is the most obvious, obvious improvement that is ever coming. It, it's obvious. Like Toby Harris should be viewed as a top 50 to top 40 player. If you can trade a top 80 player to get him a top 70 player based on this bullshit, you do it. Even if it's a top 60 player, I reckon you're going to win. It is a gigantic cold streak from Toby, and you should look to cash in. Next one. Now, I think a lot of people, are, and this is one of the ones that I'm really not passionate about, because let's be honest, it's Robert Williams. I'm not that passionate. But I know that people are pissed, and they're angry, and they're annoyed. You have people in comments calling him, this useless piece of shit, why did I bother with a draft pick? He's so lazy, he doesn't try, I'm going to drop him. Like, can everybody calm down? Can we just calm down a bit? Yeah, it hasn't been a good run from Rob Williams. Hasn't. He's the 70th ranked player this year. His minutes have come down recently with a knee issue, with some foul issues, with some matchup issues, and it's all tied in to make him not look great at the moment. 121st ranked player over the last two weeks, 165th in points leagues. Somebody traded him straight up for Kyle Kuzma. Now that person, my friends, I apologize if that's you watching this show, that person is a dickhead. That is a ridiculously dumb trade. Rob Williams can still be a very easy a top 100 player. If he plays 32 minutes a night again, he's a top 50 guy. He's averaging just six points. But most importantly, 21 minutes and 8% usage, 8.7%. 21 minutes. Remember he played like 35 a night to begin the year? I don't expect that, but 27 to 28, sure. Foul trouble, matchups against Gobert, injuries to his knee have kept those minutes way down. If he, look, he could very easily play 30 minutes next game and do that for two games and he's back as a top 50 player. If anyone drops him, you add him immediately. You can get him for absolutely nothing, as evidenced by Mr. Future MVP here. Get him for nothing. Oh, I'm sure you all were expecting this one to come. Brad Beal. He's been terrible. I can't sugarcoat that. He's been shocking. He's 144th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 59th in points leagues. And there's a big discrepancy there. So when you see a big discrepancy in points leagues and category league rankings, the number one thing you look at and you go, well, they must be shooting poorly because percentages have such a dire impact on ranking numbers in category leagues where in points leagues, all they mean is you just your scoring category or your overall points just drops a little bit. That's what it means. So what are we looking at with Beal? Eight games, 19, four, and six. Shocking. Like that's for Beal, it's shit. He averaged 30 points a game last year. He was traded straight up for Yusuf Nurkic. Now, I love Yusuf Nurkic. That's crazy. Why is it so bad? 70.1% from the field. Oh, sorry, from the line. From the field would be great. From the line. This, that's not who Bradley Beal is. 42% from the field. And maybe that is who he is. 23% from three. Now, I know that I have said multiple times, Bradley Beal, for a guy that's a good shooter, is not a good shooter. He's like a 33 34% guy for multiple years from three. 
that's very different from 23%, right? So there is huge, huge room for this to improve. The other weird thing is that on a team without Russell Westbrook, his usage has dropped. Why is he deferring to Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma? I don't understand that. Maybe that's the Wes unsold, unsold effect. That's possible. But it's not because you know, he had a huge usage with Westbrook. He had a huge, huge usage without Westbrook. So we've seen it both ways. And now it must be the, an unsold effect that is dropping his usage. And maybe that stays low. Also, 0.5 steals is, is micro. It's, it's ridiculously small. So we look at 22% three-point shooting. That's going to jump. 70 from the line. That's going to jump. Usage probably jumps. Steals probably jump. Yeah, the 19 points becomes 26 points real easily. One three a game he's averaging. Eight threes in his last eight games. That's bullshit. Like those numbers are going to jump. Should you view Beal as a top 10 guy? No. Top 20 guy? No. Top 30 guy? Probably. He's 46 for the season. I think top 30 to 35 is reasonable for him. Let's go to the suitcase himself, Tyrese Halliburton. He was actually traded straight up for Jeremy Grant in a buy low, sell high combo. He's a 112th ranked player over the last two weeks. And I'll admit that Alvin Gentry has not been good for his value. Halliburton's been a little bit disappointing, I'd say, this season. Um, well, actually, I expected him to play more minutes this year, which he did. I also don't think that he has the star upside that some may have expected after his rookie season. I think and this is one of the reasons why I wasn't that high on him heading into the draft is he can be really, really good but I'm not sure how you elevate into being a number one player. And I think we're seeing those limitations this year. He's also averaging over the last two weeks, 9.4 points. I reckon that's going to change because he's hitting 34% of his field goals. Terrible number. He's a high efficiency player. 62% from the line. Terrible. He's a good free throw shooter. Um, and his three pointers were at what? 34%. So okay there. So he's hitting 34% of his twos as well. That's, that's shocking. That's ridiculous. Still two steals, two, still seven assists. Oh, that's in line. Two threes a game. That's all fine. Just this 34% shooting. Take that to 45, maybe back to 50, where I think you can get to. Take the free throws from 63 to 80. Then you're talking about a bloke averaging 15, maybe not 15, say 14, 4, and 7 with two steals. That's top 50 numbers right there. I think, again, him and Jeremy Grant. Look, Grant is where he is, like top 30 at the moment, last two weeks. Like Halliburton could get there. He's 112th. Like they can switch very easily. And I think that's a really good buy low, sell high combination trade that someone was able to pull off. Let's look now at um, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton is, I don't know, like he's just, if there was ever a player who just felt like a fart, like that's just what DeAndre Ayton is. It's just, it's all right. Like you, you like it if it's your own, but looking from the outside, it looks like it smells a little bit. He is the 93rd ranked player over the last two weeks. He's 63rd for the course of the season, which is basically in line where he was last year. Yeah, Devin Booker goes down. He doesn't increase his usage. He just sort of plods along and, along and does his shit. 18 and 11, or 18 and 10 he's averaging over the last seven games. But there are a couple of things that are off here. 0.6 blocks. Now, he's not a two, shop, two blocks per game player. He's not. But he's not half a block. That's, that's nonsense over whatever this is, six games, seven games. That's a ridiculously low number. Yeah, we're, that's like four blocks in seven games. That's not on. Like this, He should be getting eight to nine blocks per seven games. So there is a huge, huge uh, reason for that to jump. Now, he's 55 in points leagues. It's probably about right, although that can probably jump to 30. The blocks, and then he's not hitting free throws. 63% from the line. 
Is it 60% from the field? Is it 10 boards, 18 points? Hit your free throws. Get an extra one to two points there. Block your shots. Get an extra half a block to, to 0.7 blocks extra onto that. And then you jump back into the top 40. Someone traded him straight up for Marcus Morrisonian, and that person obviously had rocks in their head. But still, it happened. You just be on the lookout. This is shit for Maiden. And there's a real opportunity to buy him low. There's a real opportunity for me to say goodbye as well. Because that is the end of today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you are here on YouTube, thumb me up. Leave your comments down below. Share it. Subscribe. Ring the notification bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.